this is Phyllis Stevens, an American quilt maker, and you're listening to Studio Noise. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. Tana Hitsy Coates, Maya Angelou, James Baldwin, Alice Walker, Mickey Kendall. I'm sure you recognize these names, but what do they all have in common? Yes, they are all phenomenal black authors. They're at the forefront of exploring race in America, and they are all on the banned book list in Florida and other states and school districts. And today I'm going to talk about the attack on black thought that's happening right now as we speak and why black art is being threatened too, just by the nature of it. And so what we got to do about it, talk about it, explore it a little bit. It's Studio Noise presented by Black Art in America. The home of black art done teen up with the voice of black art. So, you know, we got you covered on everything in the contemporary black art world. Come check out the Black Art America Gallery at 1802 Conley Drive, East Point, Georgia. Najee Dorsey's exhibition, Leaving Mississippi, closes this weekend, February 12th. Uh, so stop through and see it before it moves on or stop through and see it again before it moves on. It's that good. It's worth the trip out there. So coming up, opening on February 16th, the Bio Gallery has two new shows, Her Voice Sings and If Only the Patchwork Could Talk. Celebrating the crossover between Black History Month and Women's History Month, her voice sings showcases a range of expressions, including paintings, mixed media works, textiles, quilts, sculptures. I'm looking forward to this one. Get more info at blackartamerica.com. It's going to be a great show. And after the break, we get into it a little bit. We talk about it. The attack on black thought right here. Who else going to talk about it, baby? It's the noise. Yes. My name is Liz Andrews. I'm the executive director of the Spelman College Museum of Fine Art, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Usually, usually coming out of Florida, you see the headlines, Florida man says crazy stuff, and it's funny. We can laugh at it, enjoy it, you know, have a good time, pick with it, but the stuff that's coming out of Florida nowadays is way too serious. Uh, something's happening down there. I wonder what it is. Let's check it out. The Republican governor of Florida making news today. Ron DeSantis' administration is blocking a new advanced placement or AP course on African-American studies in high schools. Here's what the State Department of Education wrote in a letter to the College Board, which administers AP exams. Quote, the content of this course is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. Now, that devaluing of black thought is happening. <laughs> it's happening. If you think it's going to stop with this, a this AP course, it's not. When it comes to banning books, Florida comes in second in the U.S. Only Texas has banned books more frequently than Florida's public schools. 
divisive, uncomfortable, and un-American. These are the words being used to ban books and teachings about race, gender, and sexuality. Last year, 54 such bills in 24 states were introduced. They want to delegitimize the founding of the country uh, and the institutions, and they basically want to replace it uh, with a very militant form of leftism that would absolutely destroy this country. The movement has specifically targeted African-American authors like Toni Morrison's Beloved and the 1619 Project by Nicole Hannah-Jones, as well as children's books about Martin Luther King Jr and Rosa Parks. But many of these books under scrutiny are fantasy or simply expressing the black experience. And so this is what I'm getting at. This this is this is what I what I see clearly happening right now is that if you eliminate the ability for a child to find black people that are going through processing the world around them and giving you a perspective that doesn't center whiteness, that doesn't center the propaganda of America, that can take a critical eye to things and put it through a black lens. They want to get rid of it. That's the heart of the black experience. That's how I learned and connected with my history by reading these books, the autobiography of Malcolm X. The fire next time. I'm not your Negro. All of the things that I read to give me an understanding of what was going on. But the same people that are out there telling you that there's too much government in your business. That government is tipping the scales and investigations, blah, 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 all that other stuff they talking about are the same people leading the charge to make sure that you can't think for yourself. With a black lens. We know why this is because we don't understand. We, we understand the power that is behind that. We understand how galvanizing it can be. Reading The Warmth of Other Sons by Isabella Wilkinson was life changing for me. Even at my old age, <laughs> even though I've been through some things, it put the lens on it. It showed me some things I didn't know, things that they won't teach you in Florida right now. Things that they won't teach you in Arkansas right now. I, I see it so clearly that this is not just a slippery slope because it's inevitable. It's not slippery. <laughs> this is the trajectory. This is the train coming down the tracks right now. They're coming forward because that's the next step. Once you get rid of the ideas, they're going to get rid of the imagery. Because if you're not allowed to talk about the Little Rock Nine. The reason there's a Little Rock Nine in the first place. You think they're going to show a picture of the Little Rock Nine? Do you think they want to see your black face up in the place? It's not going to happen. But it's the next step. Because they put everything under this big woke banner and it just becomes more expensive as they see fit. This is, again, how these white supremacist systems are constantly have the need to define what blackness is and what's acceptable in society. And it's scary when these fools get to power 
and there's no one there to stop it. I mean, how long how long is this going to go on? This can't. <laughs> but this is this is America. This is what we have to deal with all the time. I'm sick of it. How often do we have to go through these cycles? They, I mean, I know about the inevitable white lash that follows every step of black progression. I get it. I know it. It's inevitable. I see it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't bother me. It bothers me tremendously. And so it, it's, it's scary. And at the same time, it's expected. And, and that's even scarier. <laughs> that's even scarier that I'm not surprised by how this thing is going. I see how it has to ramp up because it can't just be some self-sustaining thing. It has to have more fuel added to it. And so you get people like your former president and, you know, little man DeSantis down in Florida get to act like a bully and everybody's just capitulating to him. And you're wondering, like, when is something going to happen? It reminds me, then I'm going to get back to art. So it reminds me of this piece by Charles White. Charles White, one of my favorite artists, printmaker. You got to if you don't know him, you got to know him. Look him up. Uh, He has this fantastic piece um, called The Voice of Jericho, folk singer. It was a really gorgeous piece. It's kind of drawn off of um, Harry Belafonte performing the song. And it, it makes me think of this piece. Uh, and this is the can, art connection that I'm talking about, where art can contain all the feelings that you have and can express. Art is a, a way for us to alleviate that pressure that you feel. All your emotions can be translated through these visual images by people that are given their lives to master a craft and create imagery that has this emotion, that has this feeling. The voice of Jericho. Reminds me of how I feel right now. It reminds me how I feel right now. You got to look at look at the picture. I'll post a picture of it on the Studio Noise Instagram. Um, it's Harry Belafonte. He's got his head back. His um, eyes are closed. He's singing real loud. And the way Charles White has crafted it so masterfully is he has Mark making that is surrounding the figure and goes up into the air. So it's this like. This energy being released, the air is moving around what he's saying. It's it's sort of like a silent scream, especially in this time. But where I where I'm translating it is, is this silent scream, and that's how I feel. What is the response I'm supposed to have to this type of madness? Do you know what I'm saying? Like just me sitting around in my house. Look, I'm a printmaker. I'm a mixed media artist. I'm not a lawyer. I, I do what I can do. I vote. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like there are certain tools that are allowed to me. And you would say, if I care so much, I would go do this and do that and do this. Now, look, that's not my proclivity. That's not my calling. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going through and I can't fight this in the court system. I'm not going to go and run for office and be elected to try to change bills. That's not my calling. My calling is the art. And so times like this, when it calls for people to step up, 
to do things, to fight this. And you just see the school board capitulating. You see teachers just having to take down the books and there's nothing they can do about it. And I don't think it's enough of an outcry. It bothers me. And so I feel like Harry Belafonte in that picture where I'm just. I feel like I'm silently screaming into the wind, like wondering, like what the hell is going on? This is outrageous. Am I the only one that sees this? Sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like, am I the only one that feels like this? Because this is madness. When you just put this big CRT label on all this stuff and it's clearly anti-black and then they try to gaslight you to act like it's not is ridiculous. And so art is my release. When people make art like Charles White does, I see it as a reflection of myself. It gives it more value and more power. But if these people keep going, do you think they're going to let you show that piece? Do you think they're going to be open to having these kind of of works in their collections of public museums and stuff like that? I mean, some, they're going to come for it. And on some level, they might succeed at it. And that's scary. It's scary because that's the progression that they have to have something to talk about. They have to have a movement. They have to take these actions. Because that's fueling this whole political machine that they got going on. And it's not a political podcast. But when they cross over and I see them coming down and you see it's inevitable that this is going to happen. Uh, we have to talk about it and have to think about it. Think of all the strong black imagery that you that you see. Think about Alfred Conte and his series. Uh, all these just portraits of these black people being amazing. All the color and the texture and energy that he puts into it. Now they take it away because it's too black. It's coming. And so that that'll be the new fight. And I'm wondering, like, yo, who else is going to fight this thing? Because it's outrageous. It's outrageous that we got to. I mean, we are going to be teaching our children at home. But now at this rate, we're going to have to teach our children at home because it's going to be damn near illegal. To tell you that Martin Luther King wasn't a black Santa Claus. And it's weird to have these conversations sometimes because. On one end, I am the type of person that I am not just looking to complain. I am looking for a solution. But what is the solution? What is the solution to people taking over school boards? What do I what do I do as a, as a printmaker <laughs> to do it? What do I what do I do? It's nervous laughter. It's not true laughter. What do I do other than cast my little vote and put people in office that's supposed to be helping or. I don't send money to, uh, you know, one of these lawyers that's out like suing people for black people. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, you know, and then you pair that with, you know, the Tyree Nichols stuff. Just this proliferation of black death on social media that always seems to pop up in cycles. It always just happens to be the thing that makes it to the top. I understand like the media part of it where they're inside of it to kind of sell this. And so I understand why they're going to push it. 
I know why we're going to push it because you need to know that this stuff is happening and to watch your back and try to be safe. That's not you being a victim. That's me being aware of my surroundings, of what's going on in the world, of me not letting my son go out and just think everything is cool when it's not cool. Because you might not make it home. That's not being a victim. That's being aware. Hate when people say that. I've been on, I've been struggling with this, like, especially in my artwork where I think about like, yo, I I make a lot of poignant statements about blackness and stuff. And since the pandemic, I've been doing like a lot of paintings and trying to move to another level in the terms of my art being representations of not just the moment, but what I want the moment, the new moment to be. If that makes sense, like I'm looking, I'm trying to envision some better world that we can aspire to, that I want to aspire to, where my heart lives, and give that kind of expression. But stuff like this is happening, and I just go back to being angry. I just get, I just get mad. Like, how can you think? <laughs> how can I? How can I just go and you know eat my eggs for breakfast and be okay? When all of this stuff is swirling around me, when I'm yelling into the wind and I don't feel like nobody can hear me, voice of Jericho style, because I want to move on. But where do I put my anger? And where do I put my pain? If it's not in my artwork. If I can't, I, it's, it's hard just to be happy about it and aspire for something new and different. When bodies is piling up in the streets. And they telling you your history is not relevant. And nothing's being done about it. What are you supposed to do? I'm not all the way sure. That's kind of the the question for the moment. And I hate for my artwork to take not to not to regress, but to get off the path that I've chosen. And as an artist, when you do choose these paths, when I do choose to say, hey, What if I provide more imagery of black families instead of constantly responding to events? But then the events happen and my blood pressure rises. and I feel like I'm about to explode. What do you do? And then the idea becomes they want to take the people away from me that will help me deal with it. Everybody that giving me context for what I'm going through. Everybody that's speaking about this experience and making me not feel alone. They want to take that away from kids. I can find that I'm an adult. I have money. I can go on Amazon anytime I feel like it. Kids are going through this thing and they don't know how to process it. And they're giving them they're giving them false solutions and ignoring the problems and telling them they're wrong for feeling that way and tell them they should just love them, love America blindly. Without knowing why the school is segregated. But this is not new is the thing about it. That you always you have to look back on a little bit and say that this is a lot of ways of what our grandfathers and great grandfathers and mothers and families went through. That the kind of wave that's coming. And you feel it coming. I just feel it in the air that 
is going to require us to be a little bit different in how we respond. And I'm interested to see how we do respond. So artistically, what would the response be? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I know. And this is the thing which I, I believe in black people. And so I know something's going to come up. Something's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And that's where my anxiety is, <laughs> has spiked up. Like something right now, there are people sitting around tables, having meetings right now, being getting a self together, gilding themselves to be able to attack this sort of thing. I don't think it's going to happen easily. I don't. I'm wondering how far it will go because we had our last president was our last president. And those people, 75, whatever million of them that voted for him are still out there. And those are the people that this kind of stuff talks to. And so we're going to still have to deal with those people. They're dealing with an educated opponent this time. Not to say that they weren't educated in the past either, but now I don't, I don't, I think because of the way that we are connected and the way we are able to see things and kind of this 360 vision now with social media, with technology connecting us um, with, you know, 24 hour news and all this other stuff. I think it'll be easy for us to organize and get it together and fight back against this. Um, but I'm wondering, like, what kind of art will it inspire? Think about that Charles White piece, how powerful it is, how it. It's still, still that little scream in the wind, that, that energy, that movement. So many of our greats had it and met the moment. It's, it's, exciting, it's exciting to see who's going to meet the moment. What's the new great artist that's going to come and make the piece that sings for a generation? And that's it. Another Black Art America exclusive studio noise. Yes. Look forward to more of these, more conversations, more topics to discuss. If you got something, send them to us at studionoisepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear about. To all my artists out there, you see it's time to meet the moment. Let's raise the levels, raise the game, get to it. Get to the studio. Keep making that noise. Inspire the new black thoughts. Yes. It's the noise. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast. 